For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. Episode 6. I'm pretty sure nothing happened since we last recorded. Nothing at all. Uh, we'll get into uh, trades, free agent signings, rumors, all sorts of stuff. Um, I got a PS4, so I'm excited to play after this. Um, we have Cooper. How's it going, guys? Luke. What's up, guys? And we're welcoming on today uh, Jared Willis. I think he writes for View from the Bleachers. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, great guy on Twitter, at Jay Willis. Um, it'll be in the description of the podcast. Figured out how to do that, so that's good. To, good. Um, wanted to thank everyone for listening last week to the John Baker interview. I checked just a minute ago, and we got over 90 downloads, which um, more than doubles the Tommy episode. I know he was quite mad about that. Uh, so thank you all for listening. Um, I think everyone enjoyed it. From what I heard, it was all great stuff. We'll have John back on, as we were saying. But for now, we got Zobrist and Castro moves to talk about. So let's get into it. Uh, I think first we can do just run around the table and say yes or no, what do we think? Um, so let's start with Jared, as he's the guest. Um, well, I have to start by saying I've been like a, a big Castro fan for a long time. Because um, I'm sure, as you guys can remember, a few years ago, uh, he was almost the only reason to even watch a Cubs game. Um, so, like, I guess on an, a personal, emotional sort of level, it's it's hard to see him go, but I completely get the move. Um, ben Zobrist is a nice addition. And I think I still think that the, the Castro trade is still a prelude to something else um, beyond just Zobrist. So, if that's actually what happens, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, Cooper? Cooper? Oh, sorry. There Cut out. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I pretty much agree. I mean, I, I've always liked Castro, too. Um, uh, when we were talking, I think uh, me, Luke, and Brandon were talking um, in the messages of when it happened, I was saying, um, I personally think Sobris just kind of fits better. I think he does a lot of things the Cubs didn't have before. Uh, just the contact stuff. I mean, we saw how good uh, Murphy and Silvers, both huge contact guys, were in the playoffs. I think that really helps if you plan on getting there. Uh, the switch hitting, the on-day skills, he doesn't strike out. And when you have all, you know, all those things were, were things the Cubs needed and, and things the Cubs just uh, as a group didn't have. So, I, I liked it in that regard. Obviously, I try not to think about the emotional side with Starlin because, you know, I, everyone kind of went through that, you know, phase where Starlin frustrated you at times, but you still loved him. And he's been through so many bad teams, and then they're finally good, and now he's gone. So it's it bothered me in that regard, but, you know, at least he experienced the 97-win team. And, um 
but overall, I, I, I do like the move. Um, but I understand if people don't because of the connection to Starlin. Luke? Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with Jared and Cooper. I mean, the emotional side with Starlin, I think, blinded a lot of people. Like I can see on Twitter, it was don't trade Starlin because, you know, it's just him. But when it when you look down at, at the numbers and then getting Warren back in return, kind of pushed the lever in the in the favor. And Zobrist is definitely, I think, an upgrade at second base. And then uh, Warren to uh, round out the rotation or be a stretch guy, I think it was a deal you had to make. Yeah, I, uh, everything's pretty much been covered. Um, one of the things that struck me, and Zobris is now, he's going to play in his age 35 season. Let's run through his ERA pluses of the last six years. 2009, 149. That season's just absurd. 2010, he had a full season, 96, so he had a little lower, lower season. From 2011 to 2015, 131, 137, 112, 116, 120. I call that consistency. And I think that consistency is enormous um, considering what you're getting from what you're getting kind of in replace of Castro, considering how inconsistent he was. And I know I'm probably hurting a lot of people's feelings right now because Castro is everyone's love, but you got to face the fact he was bad first half. Like, historically, and I hate to use the word historically, but he was just terrible. And you can't risk that on a team that's going to hopefully be making a championship run. And I just love the consistency and the the lack of strikeouts and everything that Zobris brings to the to the table in place of Castro. Um, so I'm definitely in favor of this. Um, Adam Warren on the return... I know very little about him. Apparently, he's got a four-pitch mix. You guys might know more about this than me. Um, but we did see the Zips pop up on Twitter last night and from uh, Dan Simborski, who runs those Zips projections. He made them. And as a starter, they projected him, uh, Zips projected him for uh, four four-win seasons. If that's true, wow. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I think on um, on Warren, even if he doesn't even get close to that, it's nice that there's you know something that is really favorable with him. Some you know something in that algorithm likes him, and um, even I think I, I think Dan was saying um, even you know if if the Cubs saw the same thing as the the projection system, you know that then there's at least a positive with that and. I mean, we know how good Starling can be, and he's still young. So, you know, it's not like they were going to get a guy who, you know, didn't offer anything. And I, I kind of, I, I agree with you um, that you know, those projections are crazy. I don't know. I don't think he'll touch him, but um, even if he's, even if he's close, that's pretty impressive. And I think with yeah. Uh, yeah. Warren, it'll be nice to see because realistically, he's probably going to fall in that number four spot in the rotation, I would think. Um, and as we all saw the drop off from John Lester and Jake Arietta, um, especially later in the season where we watching all those bullpen games, um, to be able to see somebody that can go out there pretty consistently on that fourth day 
will be a nice change. Um, and, you know, with Castro, like you mentioned earlier, you know, if we think about where he was in August, I mean, he cleared waivers. I mean, nobody wanted to touch him. Um, and then after the month of September, he he basically, he, you know, gave himself some value. And so the fact that he got us what he did in return, I think, speaks largely to what he did just in the month of September. Oh, he totally. He, yeah, he saved his trade value. And the the nice thing about getting Warren and because he, he's a guy, you know, with, you re-sign Cahill and you have Richard and you have Travis Wood. You don't have to put Warren in on the back end and hope he throws 180 to 200 innings. You can mix and match and, and preserve some innings for all those guys. And that's why I, I love the depth. And, I mean, thank God Castro kind of had saved that value because we wouldn't have Warren right now. I, we, we wouldn't have Zobris right now either. Yeah, did, uh, was it Theo that said this is effectively Warren and Zobrist for Castro? I think I did see that, that he kind of painted it as Castro was was traded so that they could get both of those players. So it's almost like a three-team trade without being a three-team trade. If if you can look at it that way, and I, I'm sure it's kind of skeptical to do that, although there, I'm sure there's some sort of justification for doing it. What a good deal. What what an amazing what a, I love it I I mean I'm not as high on Castro as others I've never loved him as much as other people did and like Jared was saying only like some of the only high moments and on these terrible terrible teams but I'm will I be sad to see him go Yeah will I be kind of happy that they're moving on from him. Yeah, because then it opens up chances for Baez and and Zobris is now going to be your your leadoff guy and eh, whatever. That's just my opinion. The Many you, um, oh, sorry, were sorry. you guys expecting more or less for Starlin when when the news came out that they were pretty close to trading him? Less, I think. Maybe. I don't know. I I don't think I know enough about Warren to be honest yet anyways. I don't yeah, know kind of... I just don't know how to value him. Well, were you expecting it to be a dump or were you expecting it to be, you know, pretty sizable return? Like top uh, prospects or did, did or Gardner because I know Gardner's name was floated and it sounds like they even offered Castro for Gardner and got turned down. I thought it was going to be more of a salary dump after the Zobris wrinkle came yeah. in. I don't know. Oh, uh, before you, before I somewhat come up with an answer, did are the Yankees taking on all of the salary? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think interesting. they are. Interesting. Which I don't know. I, I mean, it's, that's not bad for the Yankees. I mean, they have money to spend, and he's relatively cheap for a 25-year-old second baseman. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of I kind of was expecting a prospect return or a player return, although I could have also seen it being a salary dump. I don't know. I I, I hadn't really thought about it. And it's kind of surprising. I think had I mean with somebody like Warren and then the Yankees taking on all of the salary. I know there's a a player to be named later which sounds like it's going to be Brendan Ryan, although I 
from what I've heard last, that's not been announced officially yet. Um, so, I mean, to get somebody in addition to uh, to Warren, I think is I think that's a little bit more than what I expected. You know, because although he had this fantastic month of September, uh, which did allow for him to increase his trade value, I mean, he was pretty terrible before that. I mean, worse than we'd ever seen. Um, so I think, I think I, I would say it's a little bit more than I w- expected. Yeah, I can, I can agree. Yeah, agreed. For sure. One of the interesting points that Jared touched on just a few minutes ago was that, is that I don't think they're done and well, I don't think they can be done. They need some sort of a center fielder. I think they're going big. I think they're going to have Hayward by the end of the weekend. That's my that's my bold prediction. So today, uh, today Jesse Rogers did a hit on ESPN Radio, and he mentioned that they could be in another position to do like a a trade and free agent signing, like on parallel tracks, like this Zobers Castro thing, and he. He said he guessed it'd be Solaire being traded and then Hayward signed. Interesting. Hmm. What is that for center field? That's kind of that was kind of my question too. They he said they probably like try to do one of the lower level center fielders and then just put Hayward in right. Interesting. So that means it'd be like Span or yeah, uh, somebody like that. Par is a right fielder, right? Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, I think he's he, spent he, time in all spots. Yeah. Okay, so he can play all. He can play all three. Yeah, I saw that rumor. It was kind of stunned. I hadn't even. I hadn't heard that name connected at all. Then again, we didn't hear Zobers connected to the Cubs till 30 minutes before they signed the deal. Yeah. Right. I think. I think Zobers opened up a whole new market for the Cubs, where they didn't have to. Someone tweeted this before, but so they don't have to look for a leadoff hitter, center fielder. So now they can kind of focus on you know, a wider range of players. Yeah, I think it gives them a chance to to open up their, yeah, their possibilities in center field. And, you know, maybe if they, if they do get Hayward, then, you know, like you said earlier, they can also, you know, bring in somebody like Para or, you know, Denard Spann's name keeps coming up. Um, but I wonder if, you know, Soler gets traded if they can use Hayward in center field and cause we do still have Chris Coughlin, um, who could probably handle right field on a pretty regular basis. Um, I've wondered about that as well. Yeah, I could see that. I think, I think everyone wants to bring in Hayward at then move. Um, so if, if Hayward's going to play center, then, you know, maybe just might as well keep Soler, right? Unless they really have to address pitching. But I, I'm pretty comfortable with the rotation as is right now. That's just me, though. Especially at these prices with these young controlled arms. Like, look at the deal Shelby Miller just got, or the the Braves just got for Shelby Miller. Like, that's insane. Yeah, holy fucking shit, Dave Stewart. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty awful. I'm still in disbelief over that trade. I was in the car and we were, I was quickly refreshing Twitter. I just got out of work. um, And 
I couldn't believe it when I saw the Dansby Swanson uh, name connected with Shelby Miller. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't understand Dave Stewart. That's now two trades in a row that he's screwed up with the Braves. I, I'm going to defend him for a sec. Uh, not really as much on this trade, but I really like their roster. And I yeah. think they had yeah. such a good just they they had so many things in place and they competed so well with such a horrible rotation last year. I know it's that trade seems crazy and it probably I mean it, it probably will wind up being crazy but I mean there were people who didn't really like Blair. I read before this trade even happened and Swanson's like the best player of a weak class. I'm not even sure how good he is. I mean, he's probably a stud but um I mean even if it's too much He's going for it, and there's no way that they can really screw up that bad with that many young players in place like Pollock. Just that, you know, Manning center field is huge, and then you have Corbin and Goldschmidt and so on. So, I mean, I get kind of going for it. They should have shot higher than Shelby, personally, but um, I'm going to die. I wanted to defend Stu for a sec just because I think He's actually done a decent job, even even though he's made a couple questionable moves. Yeah, I I, I shouldn't have said that this was a terrible move because it's not true. It was a it. Shelby Miller is a good pitcher, and I I was gonna defend. Yeah, I, I like Shelby Miller, and I thought he was a yeah, good target for the Cubs. You had the same response as everyone, so I wasn't. I it wasn't really singling you out. I, I no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um. We haven't talked since they sent Lackey, have we? No, we have not. I don't no, we so. have not. All right, let's um, let's get all the uh, fuckity fuck fuck fucks out. <laughs> I remember when we were talking about Lackey before, and I was like, "All you guys were groaning," and I was like, "Well, if they think he's a good fit, then uh, you know I'll be okay with it." And I, I'm actually pretty shocked that actually that happened, but I, I think I'm the only one who doesn't really hate him. I'm, I don't, I'm okay with this deal, especially. I guess I don't. He's a terrible person. It's fact. He left his wife when she had breast cancer. That's that's bad. And everyone's seen the gifts and stuff of him saying fuck and et cetera, but he's a despicable person. Is he a good fit for the team? I think so. And... I think we're going to enjoy him as as your third or fourth starter. Um, I tweeted out on the Helmet Rub account right after they signed him, react to the signing of of Lackey in five words, and we'll read them on the episode. So we're going to do that right now. <laughs> um, first one is uh, from Kevin Rogers. Uh, this one's pretty boring. Helps us and hurts them. Them obviously inferring to the Cardinals uh, from Katie, who said she wants to come on, so maybe we'll have her on next week. Um, fuck the Cardinals, get Hayward. Um, from Missy, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> um, from Wecknerd, he said, no more John Lackey facts, which that's not happening. I I will refuse to give up on John Lackey facts. They're still going strong, yeah. And some, My I saw somebody said that like we can we can make them even more specific. We'll just start referring to, you know, Chicago area things. Um, <laughs> so I think we gotta be more fun with it. 
<laughs> I got to find my favorite one now because I had one, I don't know, probably seven, four months ago or something like that. It's really, really old. Here it is. Um, John reenacts Buffalo Bill scenes from Silence of the Lambs while watching Toy Story. <laughs> That's my favorite one that I've ever done. Um, Randall Sanders, uh, art cover creator, uh, put lids on the dumpsters. <laughs> uh, Jamie Mendoza, noted Al Bofa-er. I fucking hate John Lackey. <laughs> And from Baller Time, Signing Jim Edmonds, Part 2. Uh. Decent. So that's the end of those. Uh, some of those are really, really funny. Yeah, there's, so. some, there's some good ones in there. Um, and I, it's, It is going to be interesting to see, I think, when he actually starts pitching next year, how people react, um, assuming he does pretty well. I mean, I... I can't imagine he's going to repeat what he did last year. Um, but, it, you know, if he's your three starter and he does a decent job, uh, you know, I'll be curious to see how people react to him. Because although, you know, like you said, as a person, probably not particularly likable. Um, and it actually made me think about when they signed uh, Milton Bradley, you know, what, six years ago or so. Um, and just a, like, known scumbag. I mean, nobody likes him. And then we all had to kind of, like, force ourselves to try to root for him and it would just never never felt like it fit um here i i feel like a little differently about it um i don't know i feel like he's going to fit with this team a lot better and i don't i don't expect a lot of the same kind of problem with him i i think you uh bring up an interesting comparison with milton bradley i give john lackey credit he hasn't apparent uh, as much as we know. He hasn't touched a woman yet. Yeah, Milton Bradley, Bradley had. had he had a long, pretty long track record already when they signed him. Is that right? I don't even remember yeah. that much. I think there were yeah. several, not just like domestic incidents, but he had at least two incidents at you know at games. I mean, during a game, um, he got himself injured one year because he was going after a first base coach. You know, and that was not long before the Cubs signed him. So, yeah, he had a pretty long rap sheet before he came to Chicago. Yeah, I don't think Lackey's that bad of a guy. People were comparing Milton Bradley, and actually, no, they weren't comparing him. They were Milton Bradley supported Floyd Mayweather when the fight happened back in the summer, and he was going after Julie DeCaro, and people were calling him wife beaters and stuff. And no one can call John Lackey a wife beater, which I give him credit for. Um, so we've talked Lackey. Should we move to... I don't know. What should we move to? Um, oh, let's talk... Uh, let, let's not talk to bullpen because the very first episode we did, we were wondering what the outlook of the bullpen would be. And I think we have a very interesting vision now. The... I think the philosophy of Theo, of Theo and Jed for pitching is has kind of come out. You get these long arms with high, with high upside. Um, Cahill, they, oh, they re-signed Cahill. If you didn't know, um, I assume most of our listeners are Twitter users, so they're seeing a lot of this stuff. Um, but yeah, let's just talk about the bullpen outlook. 
Um, do you like everything they've brought in? Who wants to start? Yeah, I mean, um, I really like the the um, arms they've added this off season, and I like the way they've patched it together and turning guys who, you know, can be starters and can also excel in the bullpen where they can kind of be max effort and they don't have to hold back knowing that they're going to have to last a few innings. I think that's a really good idea. I think they discovered pretty quickly that most of the best relievers are failed starters anyways. Um, I think it'll be interesting though if they add another bullpen arm because they were talking about a starto. And then we saw all those rumors um, about some other relievers and then I, you know, I'm surprised they didn't jump in for Justin Wilson, who just got traded, I think, like an hour ago. Um, I forgot where oh, yeah. he went, actually. But he was a guy I was intrigued by. He was really good last year. And um, I'm curious if they're if they're going to add one more arm to the top there. I mean, and I'm also interested to see if they move a guy like Strope or someone like that where, who's getting a little bit older um, just as a piece if you don't want to move Solar and Baez, but you want to shore up another um, area of the team, but uh, definitely love the way they put together the bullpen. It's been a strength for two years in a row now. So, you know, we were questioning if last or if 2014's bullpen, which was fantastic, if it was a fluke or if it was, you know, for real. And you had guys this year like Justin Graham take a huge step up and didn't even really have Neil Ramirez that much, and he was awesome in 2014. So, I think it, just having him back is going to make things way better. So. Um, yeah, I, I really like the stuff they've done with the pen. I saw they're also interested in bringing back uh, Fernando Rodney. So, oh, oh that's right. awesome. good call. That's what I was thinking of. That'd be sick. Mm-hmm. More arrows. <laughs> we only saw one. I know. I want more. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, you know, I mean, obviously our bullpen's been such a strength for the last two years. And I'll be another thing I'll be looking forward to watching next year is what happens with C.J. Edwards or Carl Edwards Jr. I'm not sure what he's going by these days, but uh, you know, he looked pretty nice in some of the the outings that we saw him in. And so it'll be interesting to see. I think if they keep him in the bullpen or if they try, you know, see if he can start. I know he's been in the bullpen. Um, last year or so in the minors. Um, but, yeah, I'll be, I'll be really interested to see what he can do next year as well. The depth that this pen has formulated in the last, what, week? Oh, my God, I'm in love. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I I don't know that I've seen a bullpen created this way ever, maybe. The, the long relief arms with good stuff. Oh, well, then we can talk about this in a minute. I don't know. Anyone know anything about Warren stuff? Looked at uh, this. No, no. Just, well, then just maybe in general, general or? Yeah, just kind of basics. I don't know. I I literally know that he has a decent fastball, and that's about it. He has a really nice slider. I was watching some okay. of his stuff earlier. Yeah, he's a good slider. He. Um, I forgot what his other two pitches were. I think did I, I don't know if I saw a splitter, but um, yeah, the slider was just it was freezing right-handed pitchers. When I was watching a right-handed hitter. Sorry. 
So, is it like a... I've been kind of using this analogy from now on. Is it a strobe slider where it goes kind of straight down, or is it a Cahill slider where it's just a wipeout? It's more uh, horizontal than okay. it is um, like strobe. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen strobe the the strobe slider too much in around. But that's the the marmol slider. That's true. The slider is nasty. Both of them. Yeah, yeah. They they uh. He used to be good. I know Marmol strikes um, whatever, and people don't like to talk about him. But when he was good, that he was crazy good. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty much untouchable when he could find his spots, especially with that slider. I mean, nobody could touch that thing. His 07 season was nuts. 07 and 08, he was really good. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh... Yeah. Interesting rumor that surfaced this week was that they're looking at a high-end closer. Obviously, now it's not going to be Chapman. Um, Drew Storen, maybe? I don't see the fit, though. What do you guys think? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I don't see that happening either. I just don't know who that who could be that high end closer that they yeah, would that, want. That term is so up for debate because Storm. I mean, I don't even know if you can call him a high end closer. And then there's other guys who are available that weren't necessarily high end closers. Um, I don't know. Could have been one of those rumors that they're just looking for a really good pen arm, and it got kind of, you know, touched up, and then someone made it specific that of the old telephone game. Interesting. That could be. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not against adding a, a solid pen arm, though. I mean, I'm sure they're they're working on it. Sahadev was giving me shit because I forgot that Greg Holland had TJS, so I said, "Why not? Why trade for a closer when you can just sign Holland and?" Then he reminded me that he did have the surgery. I'm like, oh, crap, that doesn't work right. (laughs) So that was my mistake of the weekend. Oh, yeah, that's okay. He probably wouldn't have been uh, non-tender just to to throw up salt in the room. (laughs) (laughs) Non-tender me from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, what what are your thoughts on if, if Hayward is not signable, if he's whatever out of the plans or he signs elsewhere, what's your thought on center field? Any specific names? Oh, well, I think I, I mentioned him earlier, but um, I'm kind of a, a, I'm a fan of Denard span. I actually kind of hoped that they would, they'd bring him in, you know, prior to last season. Um, so I, I'd be happy with him. But honestly, if they don't get Hayward, I, I like the fact that hopefully they're driving up the price on St. Louis if they try to get him back. Um, but I wouldn't mind them, you know, seeing what Dexter Fowler wants if they can give him, you know, a three-year deal that's, you know, somewhere in line with what he wants. Because I, I would have really no complaints about them bringing back Dexter Fowler for three years or so. I uh, Yeah. Fowler was so good last season. Actually, well, his second half was so good. His first half was good. Um, if you can't get Hayward, 
Fowler's my number one just because he's familiar with the team and the and the philosophy of the organization. Um, Span's a good name too. Um, I mean, it's not going to happen, but am I interested in Ioannis Cespedes? Kinda, but that won't happen. There's that's my two cents on that question. What about the rumors of Carlos Gomez being available? How many years does he have left? Yeah, he has one. He's only got he's only got one left. He'll be a free agent at the end of the year. So the Brewers traded him last uh, deadline. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, was... I kind of like it. I I mean I people don't like his attitude. Ever. I love the way Carlos Gomez plays baseball. I think Cubs fans didn't because. It was against them. I think he's one of those guys you like when he's on your side. Um, but I think he's a really good player. He kind of had down here last year, though, and I don't know what he's going to cost. He's probably going to cost a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But the nice thing is, though, if you, know, if you trade for him, and obviously the Cubs are going to keep him through the whole season. They're not going to trade him at the deadline. So at least you can get a comp pick back next year for him. Um, so – that's something to think about if you trade a pretty good prospect for him, you're at least getting um, an end of the first round pick for him next year. So um, I, I like, I like Mariznick too um, from the Astros. I, he's still young. He's, he can fly. The kid steals bases every time he gets on base, even though that's not often enough, but he plays a really good center field and that would really help. Solaire In a big outfield and, and too. Schwarber. What's that? In a huge outfield too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he it would just really help with um, Schwarber and Soler, and he, they don't have to be so perfect out there if you have a guy that good at defense. So um, yeah, either of those options, I, I'm I'm, int- I'm intrigued by. Yeah, I yeah, I hadn't really heard the Marizink name before. Interesting. Um, Division moves that happened. Um, Pirates traded for Jonathan Neese today um, for Neil Walker, um, which kind of gives the Pirates a formidable top three with Cole, Liriano, and Neese. Are we? Are you guys scared of the Pirates at all with the pitching, or kind of the back two, or more, with Morton and Locke being kind of bad? What do you think about the Pirates in that case? I think, uh, I mean, just like last year, they're they're going to be formidable, um, and I think bringing in Nice strengthens their rotation enough that, um, yeah, I'm I'm a little more nervous about Pittsburgh than I was even last year, because um, other than that, I don't. I mean, I guess I haven't been keeping up with them as much. Um, have they done anything else this off season? Um, Alvarez is gone. Yeah. Right. Um, and they're shopping Melanson. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think they're, I mean, they're going to be a, a really strong team next year. Um, and I, I think Nice just makes them stronger. Yeah. I, I like Nice in the, at the deadline for the Cubs. I, obviously I can't like him now, but I, I like him as a pitcher. So, I think it makes the Pirates a lot better. And I don't think they need Neil Walker. Oh, they and with, have, uh, 
I forgot Neil Walker was the one that went. Mm-hmm. So if the Mets have Walker now, um, you know, everybody's favorite, Daniel Murphy, uh, I, wonder, I do wonder now where he's going to land. I have a feeling he's going to the AL. Probably going to the Angels. Yeah. Or the White Sox. Yeah, there's a White Sox rumor, and uh, I think that would be a pretty big mistake to put him at third base. Oh, there's people are actually taking people in the Rule 5. Interesting. Okay, that's for later. Um, Also, uh, Jack Neese, I mean, sorry to cut you off. Uh, No, you're fine. Yeah, I I personally think I really like that signing. I really like what the Pirates have done with kind of left-handed pitchers that have fallen out of favor with Liriano and Hap last year. And he has crazy ground ball rates. And we we all know about how much the Pirates like to shift and how good their infield is because of that. And then you got guys like Harrison and maybe Gongback, who are pretty good fielders. Um, I, I really like the move, and I think anytime the Pirates kind of target a guy like a buy low like that, I mean they have such a track record these past few years that it's just it's definitely something to watch. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard more about the Pirates going after Chris Davis. Right now, who's their first baseman? Is it is it Michael Morse? Is he even still there? Yeah, Michael Morse is still there. So your Pirates' first baseman as of right now is Michael Morse. Um, yikes! I, think I know that's the term. I know the Orioles are offering like 150 million, so that's probably way out of the price range for the Pirates. I follow a Pirates fan because he's a hockey guy, so kind of doing a bit of both. He's pissed at the Pirates' ownership just because they won't spend any money. I don't know. I Obviously, I can't speak from a Pirates fan perspective because I'm not one, but he's mad. He's red nude and mad online. <laughs> David, yeah, Davis, I don't know if he's a guy you want in the NL, though, um, because just I don't know if he can stay at first base that much longer. Isn't he about to be like 30? So feels like a DH um, on how many years he's going to want. But I, kind of, I, I mean, I personally want him in cores just because that would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> he would just drop bombs at core. He might hit like 75 home runs at course. <laughs> that would be, that'd be a lot of fun. Or Blue Jays. That Blue, Blue Jays lineup would be incredible. Oh man! Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that rumor, and I was like, "Oh man, that'd be insane." You brought yeah, up the someone, Rod- Oh, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Never mind. I was just gonna say, someone said that the, the MLB Players Association should try to get um, netting uh, past the outfield wall just for the safety <laughs> of the fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um. We were talking about this just a little earlier, but the Rockies were brought up as potential trade partners with the Cubs for an outfielder. I've fallen in love with all three of their outfielders, kind of from fantasy, to be honest. Um, I had Charlie Blackman, and he did me quite, quite well this season. So from my fantasy perspective, I like Charlie Blackman. Does that mean he's a good fit for the Cubs? I think he probably is. Although I don't know if they'll trade, if they'll give up the value that the Rockies want for him. 
what do you guys think about Black Blackman or any of the Rockies outfielders? What are the splits outside of Coors? Hmm? I I said what are the splits outside of Coors? Like home boy splits. They are bad. bad. No. I'll, I'll look it up. That's I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Um, let's see. That was my one concern with. Yeah, there's a pretty big difference when you look at his home away splits. Um, just going on his OPS, he's at 890 at home, uh, 695 on the road. Um, actually hit more home runs on the road, but uh, yeah, everything else better at home, but and significantly so. Yeah, 2014 was the same. I, I I dug it up right when the rumors came. I think 2014, the OPS was like low 600. That kind of bothers me. I mean, some guys are some guys are just better and more comfortable at home, anyways. So I mean, I don't expect right. he'd be like that bad at Wrigley if they did make the trade. But it does say like how. I don't know. I I wouldn't expect him to have, like, a high 800 OPS, like, in cores. Yeah. I was looking at his OPS plus. I don't know how baseball reference splits it up, but there was almost a 50-point difference in his home and away. Which yeah, it's pretty... A lot. Yeah, it's pretty big. So, it's an interesting point. Um, covered the bullpen. Oh, let's talk about the... Uh, Braves wanting Chris Bryant for Shelby Miller. <laughs> ha ha. Yeah. I don't know, man. I would ask for Chris Bryant if I was trading with the Cubs. Yeah, why not? I mean, you just have to call back because they hang up. <laughs> yeah, they shot for AJ Pollock. Continually. Like the, oh, sorry. Looks like the Astros just landed Ken Giles. Oh, wow. That's big. Yeah, here, let's see. Um, I don't know if this is a reliable person, but we'll find out in a few minutes. Um, Told the Astros trading pitchers, uh, Vince Velazquez, Brett Oberholzer, and Brian Fisher to Phillies for Giles. I don't know anything about any of the three guys. Velazquez is the big one. He's, okay. He could be he could be a good star, starter, and if he's not a starter, then he's, he could be a really good reliever. I kind of actually kind of like that though for the Phillies, because um, just because if Velasquez is a reliever, then you know you downgraded your you downgraded Giles like a little bit, and then you get the other two. I I don't know anything about Fisher, but Oberholter is a pretty decent back end guy. Hmm. I haven't seen any other confirmation on that from any of the national beat writers. The guy that had the report was Mark Berman. I don't... Hmm. You got a check on him? He's a reporter for some Astros newspaper, and or for some Houston newspaper, and he's followed by the MLB, so he's got to be... It's not a fake account. Okay. That's for sure. And, yeah. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, hmm. Giles is crazy. I don't know if you've seen Giles pitch. He's nasty. Yeah, I I have seen him pitch. I also saw um, 
that Cole Hamels guy pitch against the Cubs at Wrigley this summer. That was a fun game. Oh, so fun. <laughs> Yeah, that was that yeah. was a good that was a really good weekend for the Cubs, wasn't it? Well, I that I Sorry, go for it. No, I was gonna say I think we all kind of expected that uh Hamels was gonna be wearing the Cubs uniform not long after that. At least I thought that was what where things were going there. Um so it took a little of the sting off of the no hitter, but then yeah, made it a little worse than when he ended up in Texas. That was a pretty huge trade. I think Yeah, it was huge. The the Arizona almost got more for three years of um Miller than the uh, uh Phillies got for five years of Hamels. That was kind of odd. Well, so one of the guys that I follow is this guy C J Whitman. He's he was a baseball prospectus. Now he's at uh twenty eighty ball or whatever that new site's called. He says that Nick Williams, who went to the Phillies in that deal, this kid has a bat unlike anything he's ever seen. And I was joking with him that his orgasms are pictures of Nick Williams. (laughs) Yeah, I like Williams a lot. I think it was Mauricio Rubio on their podcast before they all left Baseball Prospectus. They were saying that Scouts had said that there had been no batting practice they'd ever seen like Nick Williams. Wow. That's high praise with Gallo on the same system. Yeah. And Mazzara. Yeah. So enough enough of the whole camels. Let's make fun of Bruce Levine for a minute. And Gordo. Wait, Chris Davis is reportedly seeking an eight-year, $200 million deal. Who is this? Chris Davis. Two hundred million? Eight for two hundred. I just got an oh, yeah. trade rumors alert. Oh, I don't have that app. Wow. Yeah. I'm looking at I've got my Twitter feed up on it. I'm seeing that, yeah. Two hundred million, eight years. That's hilarious. And I did see somebody else popped up that confirmed the the Giles trade. Someone else confirmed it? Yeah, it was a I looked at it real quick, a writer from Houston. Um, I'll go back. Let me find it. Yeah, some guy named Mark Berman. Yeah, that's, um, that's who I was. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, John Morrissey, new report. Sources Cubs talked with Indians about trading for uh, Carrasco or Salazar with package in Cleveland, including Solaire. No momentum now. Thanks for wow. the breaking news, John. <laughs> that's interesting, though. I, I like both of those guys a lot. I wonder, I wonder if that's the trade that puts it on parallel tracks mm-hmm. with yeah, the Hayward time. I feel like Salazar is a much lesser pitcher than Carrasco, no? Yeah, but they're, they're both really good. And Salazar might, Salazar might even have better stuff. I just don't think he's kind of harnessed it yet like Carrasco's starting to. And I think they're both controlled the same amount of time. Maybe, maybe Salazar was one year longer. Um, and fellas are younger, but if, I guess if you have control, it doesn't really matter because um, none of them are like super young. Uh, uh, by the way, MLB.com just retweeted one of their writers confirming the Giles deal. So I'm not that this guy isn't a liar or anything. So I, I it looks like that deal's real. Cool. So that Ken Giles is now an Astro. Okay. 
Um, yeah, it's interesting on Salazar, and I haven't really looked him up too much. There were a bunch of rumors going around from Mark Topkin down in Tampa about Baez potentially being traded for, it sounded like for a minute, Alex Cobb. And then it looked like that they were moving away from Cobb, who had just come off of TJS, and moved to Jake Odorizzi. I like Odorizzi, although now that I think that you've traded Castro, I don't think you can trade any of the other second basemen. Or uh, middle infielders, that is. I, I don't know. Um, those rumors have kind of died down. Um, do you guys like the Odorizzi match or nah? Or would? Or Cobb, rather. Well, I think, you know, like you said, um, prior to trading Castro, I would have been a lot more comfortable with it. Um, but now that Castro's gone, I'm kind of with you. I, I think Baez needs to stick around. Um, and especially with, you know, it, I think a lot of us saw that there are plans for Baez to play in center field this winter, um, which will, you know, do do what Madden loves and increase the number of positions that he can play. Um, so it seems like he's kind of being set up to to stick around because, you know, we can see him at second, we can see him at short when Addison Russell needs a day off, and even center field on occasion, depending on how that goes. So I think now I would, I don't know, Odorizzi I, I like, um, I wouldn't complain too loudly, but I, I think I'd rather see them keep Baez around. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think you need to keep Baez around now. Um, you kind of He's that super sub guy that you can trust defensively, especially. And then when you have a tough, tough lefty and you don't want Schwarber in there, for example, you can always put Baez at third and Bryant in left field, um, and it gives you a lot of options like that. Um, but I do. I I really like Odorizzi. He's not really a huge strikeout guy. He's he's like a changeup um, guy. His changeup's really good though. But I, the Cobb rumor made no sense to me. I kind of touched on it um, in on Twitter. But Cobb just this year he's not going to pitch until August. So you know August September can you even rely on him. I don't know. He's probably going to be trying to get his stuff back and get comfortable with that. And you only have one more year after that and who knows where he'll be. So he kind of seems like a guy that shouldn't have to be traded for, for Baez or Soler. So if they revisit um, talking to Tampa and they want Cobb, I mean, I'd be all for it if they can give up prospects for him instead of one of those guys. He had, Cobb had um, Tommy John at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, so he's he had on, it in May. So he's on the back end of his recovery. Right. They were saying he, by, by the time he ramps up and everything and gets stretched out and starts getting back, they, they were thinking August earliest. Okay. And then he's free agent um, in 18, so he has six, half of 16, 17, and then that's it. Hmm. There's now a bunch of conflicting reports about what, what is and is not the Giles deal. So we're going to wait for final confirmation on that. Oh, the beautiful world of baseball reporting. <laughs> Speaking of baseball reporting, I got to shit on Gordo for a minute. 
The guy says Monday. Actually, my dad had an interesting theory about this, but look, I gotta. I'm gonna say it first. Monday, Gordo says Casher's not getting traded. Fine, it's understandable. Coming from Gordo, maybe not. Deal was reportedly the deal, the Castro deal, and the Zobra seal were reportedly done Monday night, but they had to finalize it Tuesday because of medicals. So my dad thought that Theo potentially was fucking with Gordo and telling him, "Oh yeah, we're not moving Castro," and then a day later they actually move him. So either it's really bad reporting by Gordo, which is probably more realistic than Theo fucking with Gordo. Although Theo fucking with Gordo would just be absolutely amazing. I think I hope that's what it is. To be honest, <laughs> I hope that's what ha- what happened. You know, Theo's just you know just messing with them. I I don't know. I've I've wondered sometimes if they uh, Theo and Jed are really careful about what they let get out and sometimes let people believe things that aren't totally true. Um, I don't know. Maybe that makes me a little crazy, but I, I kind of hope that's what it was. It'd be amazing if it was what, if it is that. <laughs> <laughs> that's thing, I, I don't, I didn't think, um, I don't think they floated that out, that Castro isn't available though, unless, because yep. Zobris needed to know, right? So unless they told Zobris that they were going to say, hey, we're floating this out, that Castro's not available, um, that we're not trading him, just, you know, Zobris would have had to know, because I think, wasn't Zobris sitting on that, waiting to see if they were going to be able to make that trade? Hmm. I, I honestly don't know. I'm going to pull up Cordo's article from Monday, see if I can find it. Um I'll read the quote. Um, let's see. Oh, and Gordo also had this amazing moment. Um, this was, what, Monday at midnight-ish, so Tuesday morning. Source, Cubs close to deal for Shelby Miller. Braves would get Baez. Uh, after talk shifted from Solaire in parentheses. Next tweet, Solaire still in play with Braves talk. And Oh, did he delete the last tweet? He yeah, deleted. deleted one of them. Yeah. Oh no! He <laughs> deleted the last tweet that the talks had stopped. Oh damn, that sucks. Never mind, it's not as funny anymore. <laughs> um, this grievance thing from uh, um, Brian makes no sense to me. They can't get anything out of it. Like. Th- I don't know what the point of this is. What is it? Is it that he is filing it, or I got the impression that it was the players' association that filed it, like on his behalf. I might have that wrong. Um, but it, did he actually file it himself? I don't actually. I don't know how that works, but I would assume it's some combination of the MLBPA and Bryant and Boris bitching yeah. to the Cubs about this. I, yeah. I don't actually know. But people were saying they were going through the CBA and found there's nothing wrong with this. Is it a flaw with the with the current CBA that they can do this? Probably. Does it need a change? Probably. I just don't get the point of it. Unless it's just to make the Cubs look bad. And in that case, why would Chris Bryant do that? I think it's it, more to 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 change the, the rule. Um, 
because I would bet we'll see that that rule change when they when they bargain again. Yeah. Um, and I have to wonder if that's you know it's probably maybe it's Boris because it's costing him a lot of money. Um, you know when they they keep these guys down for nine days or something like that. It it also cost him a hundred RBIs and six wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, looking ahead, we have the Rule 5 draft tomorrow. Hoyer said he expects to lose someone, although he didn't specify who. My guess is Corey Black, who's high, good arm, but a little bit away in his development, obviously eligible for the draft tomorrow. Um, it'll be sad if they lose him because that's the only remaining part of Alfonso Soriano they have, although not that any remaining part of Alfonso Soriano is a good thing. Um, that's a shot at Alfonso Soriano. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. If they lose him, I'll be upset, but it probably won't be the end of the world. I can't see them losing anyone else. I just don't think anyone wants to roster them. Any player would want to roster a a Cubs Rule Five player. Okay. Um, Jesse Spector raises an interesting question, which I've kind of asked before. Everything good over there? Oh yeah. Um, why are the Cubs so furiously trying to trade Solaire? I think the only answer I could possibly come up with is because they know there's someone else coming, Hayward or Para. But I just think that Solaire has... Solaire's my favorite player of the crop, I think. I mean, Bryant obviously is probably the best, but I think I like Solaire more than anyone else. I I don't really get it. I kind of don't want them to trade him, but I I can understand the other argument that trading him is good. But what do you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of with you. I would I would prefer to see them hold on to him. Um, but I guess if it's a part of a Hayward deal. Um, something that puts Hayward in right field, maybe, um, you know, then I can live with it. But, yeah, Solaire's another favorite of mine. I think the potential there is so great. You know, some of his injury history worries me a little bit. But, um, I'd, yeah, I'd really like to see them hold on to him if they can. Yeah, I, I agree. Think, Go ahead. I think um, I think the thing is that they – they're really just looking for young pitching with him. I wouldn't move him for really anything else or any other reason. Um, but I think last year you kind of saw he, I mean, he wasn't that good last year and he missed a lot of time. So, and they still won 97 games. So I think you, you kind of, he plays right field. It's not like he plays um, a middle infield position or a really, you know, two important position. So, uh, I mean, we all dream on the bat, but if they can get something that helps now and have a really good replacement plan, um, 
it could make sense. So I get why they're kind of floating them out there. I don't know. It doesn't really mean they'll be close to pulling anything off, though. Also, on um, that Giles trade, uh, the first report was wrong, and the Phillies are getting a really good prospect with Velasquez, arguably better than Velasquez. So they pulled off a really good deal here. I just wanted to just throw that in there. Chris Crawford. I think Giles' is first division, or potentially first division anyway, 80 fastball, borderline plus plus slider, good enough command. Yeah, that's he's good. That he, I, his stuff is insane, but that's a eighty fastball. Oof. And yeah, if you don't know the Derek, future value, uh, sorry, I was just gonna say if you don't know the future value scale, go to Fangraphs. You'll be really confused. Yeah, Derek that's, Fisher got thrown in the deal, and supposedly if he old, stays in the center, he's ridiculous. You know, the twenty-five, twenty-five possibility. So, I mean, I'd, I I would take the center fielder over the reliever all day, but it depends if, um, you know, it depends how you, if you think you think he stays in center. But I really like that deal for, for the Phillies. That definitely changes things. I, I don't know who Brian Fisher is that they originally reported, but now that it's Derek Fisher, um, definitely changes things. I'm disappointed you guys didn't get my fan graphs joke. <laughs> I missed it. What was your Fangraphs joke? I, I said that if you go to Fangraphs and you look at future value, the description of future value, you'll be really confused because they're doing a terrible job without Kylie McDaniel of describing what is and isn't future value. Oh, are you talking about they do the three-grade thing now? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Whatever. I I, I make jokes about the weirdest shit sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it went over my head. <laughs> Kylie was always pretty conservative with his future value stuff too, actually. So now that there's new future values um, and grading scale, it's going to look a lot different. Uh, Rubio, Mauricio Rubio. Fisher, his elite raw power hitch in the swing will have that played down as the hit tool is below average, but it's a solid second piece. So they're getting a good second piece. Hmm. Sounds Kind of Vogelbach-ish, although obviously much better defense, but the bat-wise. Yeah, that's the first uh, negative kind of one I saw. Yeah, I've seen like crazy good athlete, like 60 run, um, and then the power could come in, but... Did the Phillies bring up J.P. Crawford? I don't think they did, right? Not yet, anyways. No, they didn't. Okay. Yeah, the Phillies have a formidable future ahead of them. Yeah, I like what they've done. Yeah. Who's who is the GM now? Does anyone really know? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, I forgot his name. Isn't it like Ken Kentak, maybe, or something like that? Okay, maybe not. I don't know. It's not Amaro, so. Hey, uh, oh, you Ruben Amaro bastard. Ken Rosenthal on the latest on Jason Hayward. I believe he gets 10 years, and I believe he gets over $200 million. On Hayward? Mm-hmm. Is this in an article? No, he just tweeted, or 
MLB Network PR just tweeted a quote no. from MLB Tonight. I don't follow all those accounts. I figure everything I see, I get in spurts of enough, considering that the reporters don't know how to use the RT button. <laughs> I don't get why why they don't just do that. Just instead of other sources confirming, just hit the RT button. Yeah, sometimes they'll add in like, oh, yeah, I heard the same thing too. This guy was first, and that I kind of understand. But I'm curious with Hayward if um, he's going to want an option. Because if he wants an option, I don't know if the Cubs are the best spot for him just because they have to kind of backload things, and someone else will front load it for him if he wants an option. Yeah. um... Just something to watch, I guess. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't really thought about that. I do like what the Cubs did with Lackey and the signing bonus. They effectively took seven million off of his AAV for both years by putting it into a signing bonus. A seven million dollar and they split it up. Uh I think it's five this year and two next year, is that right? Or is it the other way around? I think it's five five and um, two at the end or two and five at the end but I'm pretty sure it's at the last year right um, I thought they split yeah. it up no they split it up I just didn't know if it was for now and next year or now and the last year of contract well it's only a two year deal oh you're right oh you're yeah. right sorry I don't know who I'm thinking of I don't oh. either yeah, okay, my bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad, you're right. But, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I like that they're being as creative as possible. They're going to need to be if they want Hayward. And if he's, uh, if he's looking for that many years, that much money, I don't know if they can be creative enough. I mean, that's because, uh, you know, like you said earlier, they can't, they're going to have to backload that contract if they would do something like that. Um, I don't think they have the money to pay him what he wants, if he wants it on the front end. And you you raise an interesting point in that do they or do they not have enough money? There were reports earlier, probably two or three weeks ago, that they only had $20 million to spend this year. Yeah, I saw that. We've learned that those are bullshit now. Because they're at, what, that's, 27? Yeah, that seemed kind of pretty low. For sure. Definitely. And... I'm kind of now skeptical on all sorts of reports like that and rumor reports because who knows what stuff is going on. I just wanted to bring that up because that report was interesting. And and then they immediately blew it up, blew, blew that report up by signing two players. Okay. Winter meetings end tomorrow. Rule 5 draft tomorrow. What what's next? In terms of like big meetings or stuff, is there anything until spring training? I think that's uh, it. I mean, our cases, but that's that's about it. Interesting. Okay, so so a lot of people to be signed. Mm-hmm. You're starting yep. to hear your uh, Scott Casimir rumors surface. I kind of like to mess up. The, uh... Sorry, go for it. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, 
I liked him as an option pre-Lackey for the Cubs. Yeah, but, yeah, me too. I'm interested to see if there's a pitcher like that that does kind of what Shields does and ends up lasting a while and takes a little bit less. Or if there's someone with a qualifying offer that does the same thing that kind of falls through and it gets closer to spring training and he gets signed for a bargain, maybe the Cubs will keep that option, you know, on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, we touched a lot of stuff. We did. We sure did. Um, I guess if we don't really have anything else, I guess we'll just head on out of here. Um, anything anyone wants to say really quickly? I'll take that as a no. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Um, thank, a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for coming on. We'll, thanks we'll for have you back. On. We'll have you back. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Um, this was a lot of fun. Good. Glad you're enjoying it. Glad you're participating. Um, uh, look for his writing over on uh, View from the Bleachers. Um, it's good stuff. He's a good writer. Um, you're an English teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ninth grade English. <laughs> I, uh, I'll be calling you up for some tutoring. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Good. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, we're reading this really shitty book right now, and I just want to get it over with. What are you reading uh, right now? In the Time of the Butterflies. Oh, yeah. Hard pass for me. Yeah, it, good luck it, with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been getting through with the spark notes, so I'm fine. I haven't gotten anything lower than a B. There you go. I'm, it's perfect. All right. Um, thank you, Jared, for coming on. Um, Thanks a lot, guys. Great stuff. Um, next week, we'll probably record on Wednesday. It seems like Wednesday's working out best. Um, I'm in Baltimore the week of Christmas, so we probably won't do an episode then. So, unless something huge happens, maybe I can do like a quick 30-minute thing. I don't know. We'll see. But that's a ways away. Um, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, as Sahadev says, rate, uh, rate, like, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, <laughs> the, um, Cooper, thanks for coming back on. Yep. Thanks for having me. And, and Luke, always good to talk to you. Uh, always, always fun. Go ISU. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who are they playing this weekend? Uh, they got Richmond this weekend. No. Okay. I don't know who that is. I, I don't know anything about them. All right. <laughs> Till next week. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.